three, two, one, roll the four. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. And my guest today for the second time here, I'm excited, strategy consultant, author, college educator, and author of his latest book, Cumulative Advantage. Welcome, everybody, Mark Schaefer. Hello, Simon. So nice to see you again. So cool. I wanted to discuss your book because your books are amazing. And uh, so tell us about this book. Why this book? First of all, though, you have to make a promise to me. So in your opening there, you have these guests and you're giving them a high five. You yeah. and I need to do that sometime. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. We need to get together live sometime. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, my, my newest book is, is Cumulative Advantage. And I only write a book when I see a problem that needs to be solved, something that's bothering a lot of my clients and my students. And I think today the biggest problem we have in the world of marketing is, is one thing, and it is this. How can we be heard? And it's getting increasingly difficult. And I realized if you look at my career, basically all I've been writing about, most of what I've been writing about for the last 10 years is about how do we stand out in this noisy world? I wrote uh, Return on Influence, the first book on influence marketing, to show how power has shifted in our world. I wrote Known to talk about individuals standing out. I wrote Content Code about cutting through the clutter of this world, marketing rebellion. And here we are in 2021, and the volume of content we're competing against is even greater. And what I realized is that even great is enough. If you're just, if you're doing great work, you can still be buried. And I feel, I think a lot of people are frustrated with that. And so this book is about momentum. If we're doing everything that we can, what does it take to get to the next level? And as it turns out, there's been a lot of research on this that has been in sociological circles, but really hasn't been applied to us and our lives and our businesses. And so what I try to do is unlock those ideas, unlock this, this code and find these five things that we need to do to get to the next level. And the thing that I think is very hopeful about this book, Simone, is that uh, there's nothing in this book that isn't accessible by anyone, that isn't doable by anyone at any level trying to get, you know, just to that, that, that next level of success. So that's the book, Cumulative Advantage. I love it. It's, it's so exciting when a practitioner, somebody who's really in the arena, in the field for decades, uh, then writes a book because then you know it's applicable. And uh, you have even done the homework. You, you, you went to, the, to research, to sociology, to bring us the, the patterns, the insights. So I'm curious, what, what did you explore? What did you find? Well, the most, one of the most interesting things is that, so momentum begins 
with some initial advantage, some sort of spark that makes you different and relevant in our world. And what I learned, which seems a little counterintuitive, that the, almost every spark for every successful person or every business started with a random event. Now, that almost seems disappointing in a way. <laughs> and I don't know how your career has played out. But in the book, uh, I, I, can, I can explain to you the random event that happened to me that, that led me to this conversation right now. And it started in the early 1990s. So I was working in the corporate world in this marketing job. I was sort of stuck in my career. And the, the internet was happening. And I looked around and I thought, I think there are business and marketing opportunities on the internet that we can explore. I was working for a Fortune 100 company. So I went to my boss and I asked him if I could get an AOL account and put it on my expense account. After much debate, he agreed. And I was the first person in this Fortune 100 company to be on the internet. <laughs> a few years later, the company woke up and they said, we need to create a global e-business department. Who shall we get to lead this? Oh, Mark Schaefer, you've had all these ideas. You've been on the internet longer than anybody. You lead this. This led to me this, to this amazing opportunity, this amazing job. A few years later, I left, started my own consulting, started writing, started blogging, started writing books, which is why I'm here with you today. <laughs> it was a random, I did not have a vision that I was going to be an author. I did not have a vision that someday I was going to be a consultant. But really, that was the spark of, of advantage. It was, I was the first in something. I was doing something before other people in my company and it, advantage leads to advantage over the years. And that's what this is about. And again, it's exciting because I didn't have to have a PhD. I didn't have to have a million dollars in the bank. I had to be curious and pursue that curiosity. That's the beginning of momentum. A random moment, but taking it seriously, and then pursuing it. Pursuing it is the key word, my friend. And you find also, you, you did found five elements. So was this well, element one? So that's the first one. This, uh, and just real quickly to go over the others. So the second one is, well, my the timing was right for my idea. There was an opportunity because I was first in an area that was exploding. And I pursued that opportunity and burst through what I call the seam. The seam is a fracture in the status quo. And believe me, right now in our world, we have a lot of fractures in the status quo. <laughs> Too many to count. So this all represents opportunity. It was an opportunity for me. Next comes, we, we, once you have an idea, you have a relevant opportunity. People need to know about you. So I, in the book, I talk about some new ideas, some new research about how ideas become viral. The most powerful thing, I think, is, is, is step four, where a, a person 
maybe a mentor, maybe a more casual relationship can create new opportunities to open new doors, to make introductions that will take us to the next level can be one of the fastest and the most effective ways to build momentum. The final step is constancy of purpose. Once we have that momentum, we need to continue to make good decisions to keep that momentum going, even when things are tough. The famous author Jim Collins calls this the doom loop. When people start to panic and they forget why they're there, why people love them, why people buy from them, why they reject the competitors, and they start grasping for straws and panicking. And I'm not saying at all that this isn't a time to reflect, to be smart, and maybe even pivot if it's necessary. But you need to surround yourself with the right pieces, people, the right resources, like you, and the, and the right uh, strategies to, to make smart decisions once you have that momentum going. So those, at a very high level, those are the five ideas. Wow. So it starts quite simple, but we pursue it. We take it seriously. We, we, we keep showing up and we keep that momentum because when, when the stone rolls, it's easy, it's easy to go fast with it. If it, right. if it slows down, that would take a, a whole um, Sisyphus energy to get it back, back to roll, right? Beautiful. How, how do you keep up your momentum? Um, what do you do to keep up your rolling? Well, one of the ideas in the book is um, a new view of strategy. So when I was a young man growing up in business, the, the, the big strategy guru was a guy named Michael Porter. Uh, he wrote a, a, a very, very famous book called Competitive Advantage. I'm sure you've heard of this. Back basically in the 90s, this was the playbook for strategy. And in 2012, his consulting group went bankrupt. <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> How is that even possible? And the reason is because his strategies were stagnant. He said, you choose a path and you keep on going. Today, the world is changing so fast. It's not just about finding a seam, a fracture in the status quo for you. You have to find one, go through it as fast as you can, as long as you can, and then you have to keep looking for the next one. So I think that has been my competitive advantage, Simone. I, I have a, 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 a talent at seeing how trends come together and sort of seeing where we need to be next or where we don't need to be next. And so I'm constantly looking at where do I need to be? Where do I need to be? So I've seen for me fractures in the status quo where I can apply my skills and be relevant. And that's what I'm constantly assessing. When the pandemic hit, most of my business crashed as a speaker, as a consultant, as a college educator, even my college classes were canceled. So I had to realize what is my core competency? What is my initial advantage? I'm a teacher. I explain things really well. And I realized that I'm still a teacher 
but I need to teach something new right now. So I pivoted, I created uh, new content, new speeches. I created new content that could easily fit into Zoom meetings. I adopted new technology, new ways to present. And I, I ended up having, you know, really a couple record months right in the middle of a pandemic. So it's the idea of not being not being stagnant, constantly looking for new advantages, new fractures in the status quo where I can be relevant. How was your process of of pivoting uh, during this huge shift? What was your your decision making process? Well, like everyone, I, I went through a few days of disorientation. I, I actually had COVID uh, last April, sort of early on. Everything was crashing in March. I got I tested positive like March 31st, had it pretty bad. Went through, I had hypoxia. I couldn't think, couldn't concentrate. I couldn't read. I couldn't write for about three weeks. I wasn't getting enough oxygen to my brain. So <laughs> basically I was in this big haze. <laughs> and when I came out, I realized that the world has changed. I had to change. And so uh, really it was a period of, of kind of quiet reflection to assess. And I think it always starts here. What are my core competencies? What are my advantages? What creates momentum for me? What has created momentum in the past? And how do I apply that to the seams that are being opened today? And, and really, it was just a thoughtful process of thinking about how, how is the world, how is, how is marketing changing today? How are communications changing today? How, where are people gathering today that's going to be different? I can't go to conferences anymore. I can't do live workshops anymore. Uh, people are scared. People are panicked. You know, this is back in April. And so it was, it was really, what do I do best? What are my advantages? And that does, how does that line up as best as I can see with the new consumer needs? And then that was the process of thinking about, okay, how do I create new products that meet those needs? And then test it out, test it out, test it out, learn, learn, learn. And in that process, you find different seams. Now you were humble enough and uh, adaptive enough to pivot. And a couple weeks later, I see you on LinkedIn, on Facebook. You did not just pivot, are crushing it in, in the Zoom formats. People post, I was at Mark Schaefer's event, it was magic, and they are laughing, and they and it's full of colors, and there is an incredible energy, very creative energy coming out of that. How, how, how did you make that transition? What did you learn? That was that was one of the hardest transitions for me. Um, because I have this live event called the Uprising. It's a retreat for marketing leaders and it's magical. <laughs> There's no other word for it. We go, we go to this lodge in the woods. I limit it to 30 people. We think big thoughts. We talk about the future marketing 
And this credible bond occurs that really changes lives. And then comes the pandemic and that's gone. It's gone. There's no way to reproduce that. So with the encouragement of my friends, I, I created an online version of this to sort of keep the momentum going. And obviously I can't re recreate that magic, but here's what I could do. I could reproduce this idea of thought leadership. I could reproduce this idea of co-led and co-created content that made this event so special. And obviously I offered it at a much lower price because we're not at a lodge in the woods. I was able to invite different types of speakers and I was able to be more inclusive because it's online. We could be more global. The last event I had had 50% people, the 50% of participants were outside the US. It was a lot more affordable. I discovered a new scene by experimenting. I'm thinking even when I go back live, I'm, I, I still think I need to have some sort of online component. Maybe I don't call it the uprising, but it was a big hit. And all I could do was try to, to, to stick to my initial advantage, which is what? I can see how trends come together. I can bring other people together who see how trends come together. Let's talk about this. Let's talk. Here's my big frustration. So many conferences and, and, and online events today, they're talking about iteration. How can we do a little bit better in our Facebook? How can we do a little bit better in our SEO, in our ads? In the next two years, we're not even going to be able to recognize marketing. It's going to be that different from where we are right now. Nobody's having those big conversations. That's what I want to do in this uprising. That's my seam. And it just meant, Simone, applying that seam in a new way, in a new format. And that's what made it successful. Powerful. I want to know so much more after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. How will marketing look like in two years? I'm curious about your assumptions, ideas. Well, I mean, you you have to look at some of the mega trends and then kind of project what the implication is going to be on us, our marketing departments, and the necessary skill sets. I think there's going to be dramatic changes in social media, um, new regulations. I think social media, the fracture in the status quo in social media is going to be regulation. It's going to be Facebook controversies and new models that will emerge that may have different uh, monetization strategies that will free them from some of the bonds that constrains Facebook right now. I think new ways of creating content, a trend to really follow closely is this idea of synthetic content where people will be able to take a photograph and, a, and, a, and a, an audio file of someone's voice, just one photograph and create 
realistic Hollywood quality CGI deep fakes about us, about our environments. It could unleash amazing content creation, but you can also imagine how this could uh, unleash really disturbing, uh, you know, disturbing ideas and corruption. I think this idea that traditional marketing, traditional advertising will continue to decline very quickly. And the pandemic has certainly amplified this. Um, it's harder and harder to reach people through any sort of ad. People are watching more TV than ever before, but they don't see ads because they're watching Netflix and Amazon Prime and other Disney Plus, other streaming channels. They're listening to music more than ever before, but they're listening to Spotify. They're listening to audiobooks. They're not hearing ads. And so this is one of the ideas I talk about in my Marketing Rebellion book. We need to get ahead of this. We have to stop interrupting people. We have to stop in annoying people. And we need to think about marketing isn't about manipulation. It's about coming alongside people at their point of need and helping them in some way. Uh, again, that is a trend certainly being amplified by the, uh, by the pandemic. I think marketing is being led by, by millennials and now by Gen, uh, Gen Z. They have a whole new expectation of us and our companies. And again, we've got to get ahead of that. Uh, I see a lot of companies just trying to hold on to what they've got. A lot of CMOs trying to hold on to the old ways. That's causing them a lot of problems right now. So what we're going to be seeing in the next two years is literally transformational, transformational, unlike any two years in the history of marketing. Uh, and it, for someone who loves studying this, <laughs> there could be no more exciting time. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Now, you are a marketing guru and you are right now promoting your book. Many people listening right now, they are thinking about writing your first book, uh, promoting their current book. So I have to ask you, how, what is your plan uh, for promoting your book how do you approach that what are the elements that you that you stack together well, that's a fascinating question and um you'll be pleased to know that i follow my own advice <laughs> um there's there's almost um no paid advertising that's associated with my books um i did i did some experiments with advertising on on for my last book on Amazon uh, that worked pretty well. But other than that, the ideas, I have a chapter in this book called The Sonic Boom. And the main idea behind this book is when you're creating a new idea, a new business, uh, a book, a speaking career, whatever, you, you, you don't have to, you don't worry about a one-year plan really. You have to worry about a very contained couple of weeks or a couple months at the most where you put everything you've got 
in, into, though, into, into a very condensed time period and create this sonic boom of awareness where it seems like this book, this idea, this person, this business is everywhere. Now, you can't really have enough of an advertising budget to achieve that. You have to depend on other people who believe in you, other people who have important voices and big audiences. And so I point to research in this, in this book, very powerful research. You're going to love this, that, that shows how going viral really works. And it's not like what you think. And it's also very accessible and doable by, by everyone. So the idea, number one, you have to concentrate on, on, a, on a very defined time period. You have to rely on the voices of, of others. You have to rely on validation. People, people look, they're not going to listen to you when you say, my business is great. That's advertising. They're going to expect you to say that. They're going to look at validation from others, social proof, reviews, testimonies, social sharing, posts on Instagram. That's really what marketing is about today. It's not forcing your message on other people. It's surrounding your audience, your potential audience with, with this ubiquitous message where they say, wow, I'm hearing so much about this. It must be good. And that's what gets the momentum going? If you if you if you if you can light that rocket, <laughs> it's lighting the rocket, and certainly that's what happened with my last book, Marketing Rebellion. It 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 you know it hit number one in in several Amazon categories. It was a book that was released in, in two years ago, and it's still selling incredibly well because. The momentum is going. The momentum is going. Before the pandemic hit, a year after the book came out, I had my biggest month of sales ever for the book. And it was a year after it came out because the, I got the momentum going. That's really the idea behind cumulative advantage and about marketing today. Such a short period and uh thinking as a sonic boom. A sonic boom, right. So I guess one element is to link the idea to the community, to the people you seek to serve, right? 100%, yes. Because this is what, what we are discussing a lot, how, how to make the idea center and front of everything and how to make it easy for people to connect to that idea, to find the idea, to see that this is that this is their idea, and um, and to share it, uh, was it easy for you both with your with marketing rebellion and now with cumulative advantage to to build that bridge? Well, it, it it's it's been well, it's never easy. Marketing is not easy. <laughs> Period. I mean, I've been in marketing for more than thirty years. So uh, I've been in marketing for one third of a century. <laughs> and I can tell you with authority, this, I mean, 2021, this year, this time, uh, it's, it's, never, it's never been harder to be in marketing. 
And next year is going to be more difficult than, than now. And that's why I think this book is, is very timely and why people are loving it. Now, one of, I have to emphasize something that if you don't create a great product, then the marketing isn't going to work. You, you, you can't trick people into, you can trick people into clicking a link and looking at a picture. You might even trick them into buying the book, but you cannot trick them into reading it, loving it, reviewing it, sharing it. You have got to deliver the goods. And what people are saying about this book, they're saying this book is a game changer. This book is a life changer. Someone wrote, uh, this is an aha moment on steroids. Uh, one reader down in Atlanta said, this is not a book. This is a legacy. Now, I'm not, if I put those words into an ad, nobody would believe it. <laughs> but when your friends are saying this, you believe it. And then you go buy it. And then they're going to love it because they're going to know this book is, is amazing. So it, it, you know, it, again, it goes back to step one, doesn't it? It's, it's the initial advantage. And the initial advantage here is that this is a great book. It's easy to read. You'll even laugh out loud. And here's something I, I will guarantee anyone who reads this book, you will never see the world the same way again. You'll start seeing these patterns of momentum in you and your friends and your company and the world. And it, it, it and you'll be you'll be a better business person for it. You'll be a better human being for it. Absolutely powerful. So where can people where can people buy the book? Uh, you can buy it on uh, Amazon. It's available in paperback, Kindle, hardback, and it should be available in audio in the next 24 hours. Uh, it's, it, I don't know what's happening with Audible. It's been stuck uh, in Audible, and I've been assured that it'll be available in the, in the, next, in the next day or so. So I, and, and the, the audio book is very special. I narrate it myself, but also some of the people who contribute stories to this book narrate their own stories. So it's, it's a, it'll be a fun audio book when, when it finally gets out there. Absolutely. So I'll be one of the first one to get the audiobook. And thank you so much, Mark, for being the second time here on the show, sharing your amazing book and giving us the chance to find thank out. Thank you so topic. much. Yeah. You. You're a real pro. And thank you for being so uh, prepared and asking such great questions as always. I want to be here for your next book next year. Come back soon. <laughs> Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.